Good morning, Manchester. Welcome back to Off The Mark Sports, your weekly sports radio show here on 95.3 WMH. My name is Kyle Heavey coming at you on this Sunday morning. It's a chilly one out there this November 26, 2023. I hope everyone has had a wonderful Thanksgiving, and we're glad to be back here. We have a uh, lot to go over this week. Obviously, we have the Patriots versus the Giants today and might might be the worst game in Patriots history. Uh, both teams possibly getting the number one seed, depending on how things go today. Patriots coming off a of bye week, and we'll see what they can do if they want to get the victory or if they're going to uh, go down by defeat and hope for the better chance at a uh, higher draft pick. Bill Belichick still hasn't listed who the starting quarterback will be for the game, and game time is in three hours, so kind of an interesting spot to be in to see who exactly is going to... My guess is going to be Mac Jones again. Maybe give him a week away. I will see what Anthony D'Alessandro has to say about that. And the Bruins off to a tough couple days here. Haven't had to say that in some time. The Bruins losing yesterday to a big score of 7-4. to four. We'll get into the details on that game as well. The NBA tournament's been going on. The Celtics have been... Kind of fallen behind a little bit, uh, some close games, but uh, lost twice this week, and uh, kind of weird to to lose to teams like the Orlando Magic and the Charlotte Hornets. Kind of just a shocker right there. We'll get into those as well. And phone lines are open 603-250-6007 if anyone wants to call in and talk some sports with me. As uh, Cam Tranchmontane, unfortunately, will not be joining us today. He's got too much going on, and we'll try to get uh, all the latest and greatest information. I do have some Heavies Heavies for the first time in some time. That'll be fun to go over because it's been a while since we've done that, including how you can have a hangover for four weeks. Yes, that's correct, a hangover for four weeks. So stay tuned to the Heavies Heavies. But uh, joining us from the wonderful... Where in the world Anthony is today, I who knows, but here he is coming to us through the Skype. Good morning, sir, and a happy belated Thanksgiving to you as well, as I hope you had a great turkey day. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Uh, you as well. Pretty uh, pretty action-packed last few days when it comes to sports, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just, uh, you know, from the uh, high school level, I have I did... Uh, the Turkey Bowl here in Manchester on Thursday morning, a battle between the Central Little Green and the Memorial Crusaders. And Memorial, for the second time in Turkey Bowl history, you're talking 41 years, they won the Turkey Bowl over Central. And uh, congratulations to the Memorial Crusaders, a 15 to nothing victory, uh, not really the highest scoring. Um, it was weird to see that the... Uh, what was the score? It was 15 to zero. And... Uh, you know, started off with a safety as the uh, kind of a tough spot. You, you don't get this in the pros, but, uh, you know, there's a low snap in the end zone for to punt. And because the uh, the punter put his knee down in the attempt to get the ball, it was considered d- down. And uh, that's how Memorial got their first points was a, a safety. So it's kind of a from there. It was uh, just uh, scoring this, doing that. And, you know, congratulations to Memorial, though, their second straight or their second turkey bowl and also i actually went and saw the girls flag football turkey bowl um brought to you by rap city on friday as well and memorial won that as well 42 to 26 so a big weekend for memorial high school here but uh even bigger here is uh today's matchup between the uh the new york giants uh 
I mean, we we, we got a lot to go over. But Hawk Celtics is a bigger matchup today. Uh, that's. I mean, that's a good point too. I it, it's a uh, it's. <laughs> I guess the the Hawk Celtics is certainly bigger, uh, and that's a six p.m. start right there. So we'll we'll uh, looking to see what's going on with the Atlanta Hawks as well, but. Uh, obviously, football. We've been two weeks without seeing a Patriots, and you know now to not have a uh, officially lo- looked at a starting quarterback. I've seen sources have said things, but I have not seen uh, exactly who is going to be the starter today. And uh, at the same time, all I know is that in the time that we have last played a game, we have lost another quarterback. Well, we we decided to get wave Will Greer yesterday, which was a surpriser. I thought that, that that's the move that needs to happen with this team is we need to have less quarterbacks on the team. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, Malik Cunningham has been put on the practice squad. He's been working out more as a receiver since joining the team. And so now it's going to be uh, Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones. And from what I've been hearing is that uh, – Mac has looked great in practice. Well, he's looked a great practice for oh, the past. Co- um, so we'll see. I'm ready to to give Bailey a, a chance today. After that interception uh, in yeah. Indianapolis, I'm kind of all set with uh with seeing more of that. But obviously, Bill's trying to do what's best for the team, and uh, what's going to happen today, we shall see down there at uh, MetLife Stadium. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, it's like the bottom. It's it's two very bad teams playing each other. So I mean, Tommy DeVito is looking great for the the Giants. You know, eh, Mac Jones looked pretty okay for a whole season too. And look at look at what we got now. So I'm not, you know, he can have one good game. I'm all for Tommy DeVito uh, having good games in the NFL. Well, that's that's but, fair. Uh, uh, they, I, hey, if he goes for another three touchdowns today, I'd be just as happy. Obviously, we've seen him in the past and uh, I've dealt with him in the preseason as the Patriots and Giants have played each other uh, numerous times. But Saquon Barkley is going to be the name that you're going to be hearing a lot today. I expect to, to have him ha- to have a big day uh, for the Giants. And it, that's, that might be the key for the Patriots is just stop Saquon. You, you know that you're gonna, you're you're putting you know the dice in Tommy DeVito's hands otherwise. And uh, can he beat the, the Patriots defense? Uh, we'll see, but uh, I, what's left anyway? What's left is um, people want to be here. I mean, the the Giants' receiving corp is depleted, um, and and Darren Waller is not coming off the injured reserve today, so there's no chance for him to play. And this is going to be a, uh, a an interesting thing. I I don't know if I necessarily want the win. I'd rather have a, a higher draft pick the way that yeah, this season's at this gone. Point, yeah, what does it matter? I'd rather see the Giants uh, lower their draft stock. The way things are going? They're probably going to go for an offensive lineman, too. So if we end up, oh, God, if we we end up high enough in the draft and we still only get, like, an offensive lineman, which it's it's a building block, I get it, but, like, that that's just not what we need after this season. Right now you have the uh, Carolina Panthers at 1-9 with the worst record in the National Football League. That draft pick goes to the Chicago Bears, who are sitting at three and eight, so they could have two top five picks in a matter of a couple of months. The Arizona Cardinals are sitting at two and nine, and the New England Patriots at two and eight are the uh, the worst teams in the league. You can throw in some other teams. The New York Giants are three and eight. The Tennessee Titans are three and seven, which was a surprise for me. I definitely uh, thought a little bit higher of the Titans coming into what we've seen from them the past couple of years, but. 
they just uh, haven't had anything going. And to know that A.J. Brown of the Philadelphia Eagles has a better uh, season than all the wide receivers combined for the Titans is uh, unique to see. And the Eagles have uh, have kept going. They obviously won and are 9-1 after the winning the Kelsey Bowl this past Monday. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a, a wild couple of days of football, and I'm glad to, to have it back as, you know, it's weird to have a, a um, Black Friday game between the Giants, or excuse me, the Jets and the Bills, or the Dolphins, excuse me. Boy, I can't, I can't remember the other day, never mind today. And uh, Miami Dolphins beating up on the New York Jets, and now, you know, w- will Aaron Rodgers even need to come back this season? I, I'm not sure. If uh, there's if that's, no way it's worth it for him, there's no way as the you know, the Jets are sitting at four and seven and looking uh, really far on the outside window after losing four in a row. You know, you got to remember that the the this is going to be a, a a couple weeks. This Jets Patriots game could be a, a laughing stock game as well. Oh, it will. I'm sure that was an incredible sight the other day watching that uh, hail mary pass come back for six. That yes, was, that was incredible. There's, How many times have we watched like a hail mary in our life, and what, I've never seen that before? Yeah, that's like that's like a high school football uh, like play. It's uh, it was not. <laughs> there was a lot of injuries for the the the, the Dolphins as well as they lost uh, one of their better players to a season-ending torn Achilles. And that's Jalen Phillips, who's been a heck of a linebacker this season. He's definitely uh, going to be a big loss. And it's one of those plays that it was in contact. He, uh, he, he. You know, I don't know if you can blame the turf on that or what exactly happened. I don't know if you have seen the replay of what happened with uh, his tearing his Achilles, but you, you got to wonder. Yeah, so there was like a hole in the field or something. Yeah, to know that that's what he stepped in, and and now he's ruptured his Achilles, and it's it's not a good thing. Um, very strange video. I don't really understand how it works. I just, it's a unique. Like, like his foot just disappears into the ground. Like there's a hole there, but it's like in the the press or the uh, the camera well type area, whatever. I don't know. You saw it, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why I I don't understand how how that that works as well. Um, yeah, and, and looking back, I was trying to make sure of a name that I, I want to say it right. Uh, Javon Holland with the uh, the return for a Hail Mary. Um, the Tim Boyle's pass traveled at 57.5 yards through the air, and then apparently what uh, what Javon Holland had in his mind was, I need that. So to be able to, uh, to say, hey, I'm going to return this, a uh, hundred yards to the other, ninety-nine yards is real, officially what it's recorded as. Um, but a heck of a play right there, and I gotta say the Dolphins could be, uh, you know, they're certainly gonna win the division at this rate because I don't see the uh, the schlubs over in Buffalo being able to catch up to the Dolphins at this point. Obviously, there's only a two-game difference between them, but I feel like the uh, the, the Bills are kind of just, uh, I they they only do well against. Teams worse than them is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean that—that's kind of how most of these teams work, right? So. Well, I mean, you want to win those games certainly, but you also—it's fun to see the the close games. Um, I mean, today we got some 
there's actually a lot of fun games that I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about as we get in the second hour. But uh, the game that I, I think is going to be fun is coming out of the uh, AFC South, and that is the Texans and the Jaguars. I think that's going to be a, a fun game that both teams are uh, in playoff contention. Yeah, and, did you see the uh, C.J. Stroud stat with that? I did. I mean, whatever C.J. has been doing is uh, he's going to be he's up there in the MVP uh, rate. So I'm not. I would hope so. So I'm not sure what you're about to tell me. Like 265. Wait, actually, no. Now that I'm remembering this correctly, it was a very misleading like record thing because I was just I was looking at it this morning and I was going, oh man, needs 260 yards. Let's see what that over under is today. He's definitely going to be shooting for that. But it's like it's like almost like a baseball stat where it's like he's 260 yards away from being the all-time leader in passing yards for for a rookie through 11 games. So it's not like it's an all-time record. It's just through 11 games. Through 11 just, games as a rookie. And it was Justin Herbert. It's not like it was, uh, you know, 100 years ago. Boy, so not, how he not took a... That into my, not going to use that as uh, bet fuel today. Well, smart move right there. It, yeah. You know, the quarterback play has certainly been a tough spot this year to know that there's now a whole crew of injured quarterbacks for the season. Um but looking at the quarterbacks that have been out there for a number of weeks, um, Sam Howell, who is leading the league in passing yards, 3,339 yards so far for the Washington Commanders, has also been sacked a season high 55 times, Anthony. 55 times Jesus. you've already been sacked so far in this season. Um, there's no one as close to that at all. Um, Russell Wilson has been sacked 32 times and then Bryce Young has been sacked 36 times, but that's still 19 less than what, uh, Sam Howell has been sacked with. And I don't, that's obviously a question on your offensive line. It's also a question of maybe you're holding the ball too long. There's a lot of things to look at Sam Howell, but at the same time, he's got the most passing yards. So it's a unique, uh, conundrum right there for what the commanders need to do. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a fun game though. It'll be a fun game. Sam Howell out of North Carolina, just twenty three years old, a fifth round pick, and a, you know pick number one hundred forty. Do you remember him in college at all? I remember a little bit. I, I actually spent a, a decent amount of time yesterday watching some college football, and that was kind of fun to, to watch. I don't know if you saw the end of the. Yeah, do, you, do you remember before we switch topics? Do you remember watching Sam Howell in? college he was up for the highs he was actually predicted for, for a couple of years yeah yeah he, he was like the bell of the ball for like two or three years and then for him to go and like he was supposed to go one one for at least two drafts in a row and then ended up getting picked up in the fifth round is wild. like i don't know i'm wa watching him has been a very i don't know i get more fascinated the more the story develops it's been very interesting because yeah north carolina quarterback not a huge like not a powerhouse. Uh, yeah, not a very prestigious football school. <laughs> uh, but for him to be as popular as he was and then still... He's bouncing around. He's, he's like almost exactly what you would expect for him the way that his career has gone. You never truly know what you're going to get. But when it works, it's really cool to watch. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and sometimes you get quarterbacks out of college that do great and surprises. I mean, Brock Purdy. Yeah, Daniel Jones, Duke quarterback. People forget that. I, I absolutely. I, I Until you said that, I actually had forgotten all about uh, what where Daniel Jones had gone. 
and it's it's cool to Obviously see. Not a great example either. <laughs> well, he's he's you know he's gotten paid. He, he's he's, I mean, he's made if it. If you think about real quarterbacks and what schools they went to that are weird. Like, uh, I mean, Russell Wilson went to Wisconsin. That's not really that weird. That's a pretty big Big Ten school. But that's more of I think of defense and running backs out of Wisconsin. I don't think of quarterbacks. You know. But at the same time, so it's still like the the draw is there for like recruits. But then you got a uh, Alabama that seems to have every single quarterback go to the. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a, a a big quarterback. Like, I mean, I guess Lamar coming out of Louisville is kind of kind of wild. Yeah, so it, at least for like this era, like Drew Drew Brees coming out of Purdue is maybe might have been strange, maybe for the era, but I don't I don't know. I don't really remember that much. Uh, Drew Brees obviously coming out with break, you know, interesting storyline oh, this segue. week. Yeah, I, I thought I thought you did that on purpose. Uh, you did not, but it's uh, kind of interesting to see. I'll try to get at that interview, but I can't imagine being like forty three years old and not being able to use your right arm anymore um, to be able to throw a ball or do anything with your kids. Uh, apparently, he, he's able to play pickleball. Um, and is able to do other things, but he, he is he can't put uh, his arm up in the air anymore. It's uh, it's quite a unique thing to think about. Um, I have the Not interview. Really, I mean, when you're a five eight quarterback in the league for 15 years, that's what's gonna. Ha- that's the type of thing that happens. That's know. fair. That's a, I mean, obviously he had a very crazy uh, surgery when he was with the San Diego Chargers. Rest in peace, San Diego Chargers. Um, yeah, the fact that he was drawing it back to something like he had an entire career after that. Yes, yeah. He, you know, he had the uh, forty-four years old, so I, I apologize on that. And he had the major sur- major shoulder surgery to his right shoulder in two thousand five. And he must have been like ninety percent toward all on the field. Oh, like it, over a decade. It, it make it, you you got to wonder now, like what exactly that's, it takes for him to play. And yeah, that's the scary part to think about when he drops dead at fifty-five because he had like, uh, you know toward all to get through four four practices a week and in, in game day for 15 years that's that'll be a that'll be a discussion uh with the saints he went on to throw 68,010 yards 190 touchdowns and led the the franchise to a super bowl championship after the 2009 season his 80,350 58 passing yards and 571 passing touchdowns are second all time. So he's uh, obviously going to be a surefire Hall of Famer, but uh, don't oh, ex- sure. expect him to be thrown uh, anytime soon and at all, basically. I, I don't think that, uh, who was it, Dr. James Nace, Dr. James Andrews, that's the name I could not think of. Um, Tommy John guy? Yeah, Dr. James Andrews performed Bree's shoulder surgery and portally used 12 anchors, which was the most he had ever used at the time to repair a complete 360-degree tear of Bree's labrum. Um, oh and in addition, Andrews reportedly repaired at least a partial tear in the rotator cuff. So to <coughs> think about that. He a rotator cuff and a labrum. And your shoulder is... is a massive thing, and uh, uh, he was able to continue his career. So he, he, I, I don't know if Doctor James Andrews has gotten any sort of uh, refunds um, from that surgery, but he obviously uh, did a hell of a job. And 
you know, good luck to Drew Brees with uh, doing anything with, I mean, putting your arm up in the air to put your shirt on. That's, there's a lot of things you actually don't think about with your ar- right arm that he is right. not able to do anymore. Yeah, that's wild. Obviously not totally surprising, but it's wild. It was wild to hear. A lot of, uh, lot not, lot of button-ups. <laughs> of course, like, yeah, how long has he been retired? And we're just hearing about this now. I I wish I could find this this um let me try a different way. I think I have an idea of how to do this. Uh but um yeah, it's the obviously with the uh the the Saints have not been the same without him. Obviously, they still have a chance to get into the playoffs this year, but uh that 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 offense hasn't been uh going as well as it had with Drew out there. Um so Let's see if I can. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust. Uh, I don't know. I'm. I'm done with the Derek Carr. Are you really? It's. It's just the same thing everywhere he goes, and there's no consistency. And like, I don't know. I remember that that year he came out guns blazing, like he, where he was like the MVP candidate until he broke his back, and that was so much fun to watch. And he has just not been able to. Like, if he can, he can get like two games worth of drives in a row without going out with an injury, then maybe. But. I want to see more James Winston, to be honest. I'd feel more comfortable with their, about their playoff odds if I saw Jameis just going out there and chucking it. Uh, he's Drew has said he's into pickleball now, which is not a game that I've uh, I, <laughs> I've tried yet. Uh, interesting to see that uh, um, he's still able to use his arm for pickleball, which I, I, I might have to get someone uh, from pickleball on. Because I'm very intrigued about the sport and how uh, how difficult it really is. You haven't tried it yet, Anthony? Have you? Oh yeah, we used to. That that was like the we used to play pickleball in high school. That was like one of the the, the sports game, like the net sports games that we used to play. Wow. I, okay, you had your high school is way cooler than mine, apparently. I guess so, but I don't know. That 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 was always a weird thing for me when pickleball started to get really popular because it was like it was just a weird gym class game that we played for like four or five years in a row and never thought anything else other than other, more of that and then all of a sudden now it's it's big deal which was which was nice because a little bit of a leg up it's I, as someone that i've been playing a lot of tennis uh it's kind of a weird to see that uh pickleball is the, the smaller version uh but it's been uh doing really well and it's it's you know yeah i uh, earlier this year when i was working for my last job when I was traveling all the time, I went to a pickleball bar, which had like an outdoors type of, well, it wasn't supposed to be outdoor. It just had a bunch of holes in it, but it was like an, it was like an indoor, it had indoor pickleball port, uh, courts and like a, a make your own pizza place and like a, a, you know, food inside or whatever. And like, it was in Nebraska, which was very what? strange. But, yeah, I've never seen anything like that like around here. But yeah, in, in Omaha, in in Boys Town, in Omaha, the uh, they got that pickleball bar over there, which was a lot of fun. All right, so I gotta say the Midwest certainly has some uh, unique things. As uh, yeah, saw a lot of things I'd never thought I'd ever see, and never will again. You, you, most likely, you will not be going out there. But uh, you know, I, I'd go back to Omaha. Really, the food there was incredible, and honestly, if like. If it's like college baseball World Series or something like that, that would be really fun to go to. I've always thought about that for sure. Stuff like that, but I didn't. There wasn't a lot of. Obviously, there's not much else. You're like right on the border of like Iowa too, so 
I don't know what cities in Iowa you might be close to for like football, but yeah, you never know. Uh, Des Moines has uh, the uh, Iowa uh, State. Uh, what's it called? Uh, oh man, what was it? I don't remember where Cedar. Cedar Rapids is on. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. It was something. I have a picture of it somewhere, but I don't know. I uh, I, I saw late last. Iowa and Nebraska. I didn't really watch it, but I know that Kansas State and uh, and Iowa State were playing against each other last night as a late football game, and the snow that was coming down in Kansas was incredible to see. It was uh, there was the 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 trying to get your your feet uh, where it was a little bit difficult. Um, I finally, Anthony, have found the uh, soundbite for uh, Drew Brees in his uh, his Council. shoulder. So while you think about that, I will play this and we'll be uh, right back after hearing Drew Brees and what he has to say about this. the last time a team called you to play for them? (laughs) Uh, It was probably the year year after I retired. So it was that 2021. Um, There might have been a feeler or two that was put out there, you know, um, after that. But no, I I, look, you know, my – I'll, I'll let you know a little fact. I don't throw with my right arm anymore. Uh, my right arm does does not work. So when I throw in the backyard right now, I throw left-handed. Um, I can play pickleball just because it's below below the waist, you know. But anything above my shoulders, I've got a hard time with. And it's probably a result of it was. De- it's definitely a result of the injury that I that I suffered when I left San Diego, um, the dislocated right shoulder and and all that stuff that you know I thought I may never play again. So I that kind of put me on the fast track to a degenerative shoulder and um, all kinds of arthritic changes and stuff like that. So now I don't I don't throw I don't throw with my right arm anymore. So if I could, um, I would absolutely still be playing. Well, would you <laughs> would the New England Patriots want a 44 year old Drew Brees? I don't know. But it's funny to think that he uh, was interested. He he'd be interested in coming back and playing if he could. Um, so yeah, pickleball guys. I apparently I need to uh, to try this sport out as uh, I know that they're opening a big uh, pickleball. Uh, I I don't know if it's courts or uh, entertainment center uh, here in Southern New Hampshire. So we'll try to get someone on here for about that because I'm in I'm in I'm intrigued now to know that uh, Tom Brady's invested in it. LeBron James is invested in it, and now Drew Brees is. And uh, those guys certainly have a lot of money and a lot of experience in their time, for sure. Yeah, they're, they're just throwing money at what's popular. I think we're spending way too much time on pickleball, to be honest. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, but, yeah, you I mean, you kind of had mentioned it before, and the, the Boston Celtics are playing today against the Atlanta Hawks at 6 o'clock start, and they've had a tough go of things. They've lost two of their last three games they beat the team that I wanted them to beat in the Milwaukee Bucks, but uh, tough losses to the Charlotte Hornets and also the Orlando Magic have uh, put them back to 12-4, and four, still a game ahead in the Atlantic Division on the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't think it's anything to worry about, but it's still weird that they've, uh, they've had some road woes as they've lost these games on the road instead of uh, at home, which is where they will be today for this Hawks game. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. I think we're just expecting them to win every game right now, and that's not how you should go into especially this early in the year. Um, obviously, one of our best seasons had the worst start the last couple of years, so um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I think what I've noticed a lot of is, for some reason, free throws seem to be a problem. Yes. Just, just putting up shots in general seems to be a problem. Um, the other in the, in the, I think it was in the Milwaukee game, watching Jalen Brown and Kristaps Porzingis play with each like play like off of each other like that was incredible to watch. That was so much fun to watch. And if that if that turns into one of those things where it's like oh, we need to figure out if tonight's going to be like a Tatum night or a Brown night, and then the the Brown night is just as good as the Tatum night because it's Brown and Porzingis just doing like a ridiculous combined uh, stat line. Um, that would be that would be awesome. But yeah, I again, three-pointers are killing us. Free throws seem to be killing us. Uh, I'm not going to get all worried about, uh, you know, a couple road losses here. I think we're still one of the – I think we're still top – in the in the league right now so i'm not and again it's it's november it doesn't matter like that's that's a fair point i you forget that it's... doesn't really start until christmas anyway uh i mean for the hockey season just started this week so i mean you know we're we're, we're starting to get ahead get ahead of ourselves here in the in the in the time frame of how you know when these things actually start to pick up the pace so if we go into you know christmas and we're still you know, very much above 500. I'm not going to really worry about it. We also don't want to, you know, push too hard this early in the year, especially when the key to this team doing anything at all is to make sure that they stay healthy and for them to have some of the more injury prone, uh, you know, obviously Porzingis is like the perfect fit here right now, but he's also like very injury prone. So the fact that he's already out with the calf strain right now and Drew Holiday kind of got an, in- an injury a little bit, obviously nothing to worry too much about but I'm, I'm hoping that they're taking a very like uh you know even if it's a calf strain i don't care if he doesn't play for a week i would rather you know him take a week off now than a week off in you know june so um again it's still very exciting to watch there's the the team is still fun to watch i mean even the guys coming off the bench uh, like are a blast like i don't i like watching peyton pritchard now i think i've finally worked through my my issues with him so watching him is fun. Watching Hauser and Cornet, you never know which you know big white's gonna come flying down the into, into the paint, uh, or just I think Hauser the other night had like four or five threes or something like that. So that was wild to watch. It is wild to um, see who's gonna turn it on, who's gonna get that playing time, yeah, and that that's the and I think that's been one of the best things about this team the last few years. And and I think we said that I mean we kind of said the same thing with the Red Sox going into this year, but. They seem like they don't need to rely on just one person every night. Like somebody seems to be able to pick up the slack, whether it's Holiday having a big night, whether it's Brown having a, you know, Brown and Tatum always will, you know, alternate having big nights. Yeah, I mean, Jason was coming off of Pritchard having 20 plus points of, you know, like a week or so ago. That was a big game for him. And like, you know, the bench, the bench guys are, you know, pulling their weight too, which is, which is good because you need that in a long season. So. I, I think even in the losses, we're seeing everything that we want to see here. The big number that I'm looking at, the Celtics, you are correct. They are 12-4, and four, the best team in the NBA right now. 6-0 and zero at home, which is where they'll be playing today, is a uh, number that only the Denver Nuggets are 7-0 and 0 at home are better at. So six Ooh, 76ers versus Celtics is at home this week, too. That sounds like a fun game to go to. And the 76ers are 11-5. and five. Um, they, I, is it uh, at home or is it on the road? Is my question. I don't, I, I'll it's, quickly it's look at home. Well, it's at wait, home. No, it's, 
wait. Wow, are we just on, like, because I'm on the Celtics website right now, but it shows that we have, like, five or six games in a row at home. Oh, is, is this for playing tournament stuff? That's... Yeah, we have we have Chicago next, Philly, then two against Cleveland, two against Orlando. Yeah, it's got to be something so, involving the, that tourney. Because yeah, those are all at home. We have, like, a six-game, seven-game homestand right now, which is wild. That's And then a tough West, or Western Conference trip uh, for Christmas yeah. Day as well. But oh, Jesus, yeah, Golden State, Sacramento, uh, Clippers, and then the Lakers. I'm not like too worried about, but still to play them on Christmas. I feel like we play them on Christmas every year. We do, don't they? It's it's all about ratings, baby. It's all about the ratings, and that's yeah. that's all the uh, ABC and ESPN. That's all they want you to see. As, Have you been uh, watching any other teams uh, this year so far? There's, I, there's a lot of fun teams this year. I you know after the Timberwolves took us took the Celtics down a few weeks ago. I've been very impressed at 11 for Minnesota Timberwolves because okay. th- they really haven't, uh, when have they been, you know, uh, this, this high up in the standings? Uh, I, I mean, mean, they had to have been that high up when they had KG player and yeah, Carl Anthony towns, whatever they were good. But the, I mean, you're, you're, I, and then uh, the Oklahoma city thunder, who are eleven and five, but obviously they have might have some troubling news with yeah, uh, that sucks. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it's from the sounds of things. Um, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. There's an investigation being go to, put on between Josh Giddy and uh, possibly relations with a 15 year old girl. Uh, the uh, allegations surfaced on social media earlier this week. Uh, from the sounds of things, uh, I don't think Giddy knew the age of consent and the age of this girl. Uh, the age of consent in the state of uh, Oklahoma is 16, and she's apparently 15. He met her at she some sort of... Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I thought I heard she was like seven. I don't know. Either way, there's not enough information out there. I don't really want to get into it. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's, it's a weird thing, and it's not a good look as... Uh, Ooh, it's, especially with that team, and he's been so good with that team. That team has been – the Thunder have been, like, one of my more fun teams to watch uh, with him being part of it. Um, so that sucks for them, especially with the way that they're on the come up with, uh, you know, Holmgren playing as well as he's been this year. So hopefully um, it's a miss on – I don't know. Hopefully it's bad information. I don't know. I, I don't, Exactly. We'll let the uh... – the law. Either way, anyway. <laughs> I fought the law, and the law won. We'll see what he can do here. But uh, you know, the 76ers took down the Oklahoma City Thunder last night by a score of 127-123. So it was a very close game. Uh, looking at the 76ers, they've had some definitely uh, some tough uh, go of things, but they've uh, they've I they're they're winning, and that's why this game this week is going to be a wild one to see what the Celtics can do and. You know, again, doing great at home, but on the road has been a little bit Luckily more tougher. Seven games in a row at home. Yeah, but then I we'll... will. I will also say my my uh, my other name to throw in there for fun teams to watch so far this year, the Orlando Magic. Yeah, well, they just beat the the Celtics the other day, so that was a shocker to me. I was not expecting I them I think to. They're that far behind us in the in the standings either. Not like they're that close in the standings, but like I'm pretty sure they're only like two or three games back 
In the Eastern Conference, they're just one game back as they are 11-5 and five as, as the same record as the Bucks and the 76ers. So there's a four-way heated battle right now for the top spot in the Eastern Conference. Just the Celtics do have one more game uh, victory over than all these teams. So this is uh, it's going to be wild. And the Magic have now won six in a row. Uh, if you were to give me a million dollars to name five players on the Orlando Magic right now, I would have no chance at all. But I'm just loving that this... Uh, That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm looking right now of... Uh, uh, Markel Fultz is out on there as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Markel Fultz. Um, Jalen Suggs has been doing pretty well out of, out of after playing at Gonzaga. Uh, and and Mortez Wagner is also the other name as a center. He's looking pretty good out of Michigan. You forget that uh, he he had the, uh, the Wolverines doing pretty well, which... Um, congrats to Michigan as well in football as they were able to uh, yeah. to beat Oklahoma, Ohio State yesterday. So, um, but yeah, again, if if I wasn't looking at this list, there's no way that I I would I'd be a million I'm losing out on a million dollars if I could if you were asking me to do this. But yeah, the Magic are 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 fun and they're they're first in the Southeast Division right now and a, a team to be reckoned with, which is not something we've said since. I feel like Shaquille O'Neal and Anthony Hardaway were there in the, oh, no. the mid-90s. You're, you're forgetting all about the Hito Turkoglu and Dwight Howard era. Uh, I really wasn't afraid of them, though. They were I, good. I don't know. What uh, I'm trying to think of the the Richard Lewis. Yeah, but you still had uh, teams like Nelson? the Celtics and Man, the... I'm really pulling these out of a bag right now. You JJ also had Redick. the Heat that were, uh, you know, looking very good. Or, you know, but... I, I like it because Orlando really doesn't get much respect. Everyone thinks it's Disney World and everything like that. Uh, the the it's obviously a very busy place down there in Orlando with all the various things to do and lots of tolls. But it's uh at least the Magic are doing it and you know seeing what ha- I'm gonna have to look at their schedule if I want to go down to uh, to see a game or something like that. The way that they are playing now, pull uh, pull an Anthony right now and see what we can do about uh, getting down there and. Uh, Checking out Dis- Mickey Mouse in the day and uh, the Orlando Magic at night. I would be very interested in that. <laughs> I've never really seen Mickey Mouse. Um, as and now I'm an adult, so I guess I who why would I want You've to? You've never been to Disney. I've never been to Disney. No. No. I know. Wow. It's uh of all the things I've been able. I've, to... I haven't been in over 15 years. Oh wow, almost 20 years now. Jesus. Okay, so yeah, I'm not. That doesn't count anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, let's look at their schedule and when the uh, the Celtics are down there again because that could be a, a interesting trip. The flights to Orlando are not that expensive I was either. Say, I'm, I'm looking for a warm weather uh, trip this winter. Oh, of course. It's not looking promising here. Even if it's not the Celtics, if it's another fun team. Because who knows? By the time by the time that actually happens down there, it might be a, a, a sizable gap between the two teams that. I mean the uh, the Oklahoma City versus uh, Orlando Magic for Tuesday, February thirteenth are nineteen dollar tickets. That sounds like an awesome matchup to go see. Uh, also Wednesday, January thirty first versus the San Antonio Spurs, fifteen dollars, uh, and then yeah, it's just wild. It must be nice to be uh, in these other areas of the country that you don't have to pay that much to go to games. Um, I know that my friend that moved down to uh, to the 
Fort Lauderdale area has been loving going to the Florida Panthers games because those things are not expensive as well as they don't have that big of a fan base, but it's still something to do, I guess, on your Saturday night. Yes, that's true, too. Because I've spent $2 on a college basketball ticket out west, and I've also spent $150 on a college football ticket out west. Wait, college football is... Wow, I didn't expect you to spend that much money for a college football game. For Arkansas Missouri State. Dang, man, I didn't expect that one bit. Creighton versus Providence was $2. What's real? I would expect. And this is when Providence was good. Actually, Creighton beat them as like an upset because they were number three in the nation at the at that point or something like that last year. And one of the tickets didn't well, like wasn't loading fast enough for me, so I just bought another one because they were only two dollars, so that I could get in the door. And then I went to my like original seat. Dang, that's that's bumped into Baker Mayfield. I think I told. I think we were yes. on, on the. I told you about that. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that now for sure. Uh, as Baker's $2, $2, man, that's, I, I, that's a bargain. That is a bargain for sure. Um, but I, I do want to bring up, I, I had a great day of watching college football yesterday oh, and, yeah. uh, I, I'm going to play the soundbite from the, uh, Atlanta Auburn ending. And that was just most, one of the most wild things I've seen in some time. And, you know, these two teams have had a, a, a heck of a tradition of, uh, who can beat the other in uh, a more embarrassing fashion? You had the um, the failed field goal that was returned for a touchdown in the Iron Bowl a number of years ago, where Alabama was, was fell to Auburn, and then last night with Auburn leading twenty four to twenty, it's fourth and goal, mind you, fourth and goal from the thirty one yard line due to penalties and to uh, a bad snap. And then this is what happened in last night's game. That's all it is. But there's a lot of airspace to cover for Milrow. Still looking. Firing. Near corner. It's caught! Touchdown, Alabama! Isaiah Bond! On a fourth and a mile! We always keep thinking we've seen it all, and we never have, have we? Bond, Isaiah Bond. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. A little cheesy there, in my honest opinion, of uh, you know saying Isaiah Bond in the James Bond type style. But uh, big win for Alabama. And now they have a big game next week versus Georgia. And uh, oof, just did not expect them to get that victory in last night's game. And it's a fourth and 31 is something that you don't ever let happen. And yet uh, Auburn's fell to five and or six and six on the season. And ooh, it was a b- tough loss right there. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was kind of all over the place yesterday. I was watching the Michigan game. I, I took the Ohio State money line after the first quarter, which was stupid. Oh, it was, I mean, it was, it's not like it wasn't fun to watch up towards the end just because the game was close, but like you could just tell that, like, even though Ohio State kept trying to fight back, they just didn't have a chance. Like, it just seemed like anytime they needed like a dominant play on defense or something like that, then they just got it. So, a still very close game in a 30 24 victory for Michigan to go to 12 0 and 9 0 in the Big Ten. Ohio State will see where they fall. They were number two in the nation. 11 and one, and now they're eight and one in the Big Ten. 
uh, and now a how the mighty have fallen some ways and uh, there's a lot of undefeated teams this year that uh, to get in the final final six is going to be very interesting Uh, right now you have Georgia leading uh, in the nation 12 and 0 and they were able to beat up on Georgia Tech not really beat up it was it was a closer game than I expected a 31-23 victory for Georgia over Georgia Tech their rival in-state rival you also, I watched the uh, Washington beating up on Washington State, 24-21, a la- late second, last second field goal win that game. So does Washington deserve to be up high? Uh, they're 12-0 with a 9-0 Pac-12 record. Florida State, who just lost their uh, their starting quarterback, and they beat up on the Gators. Gators having a rough go of things with a 5-7 and seven record. Uh, That's all right. Next year. Next year, oh, Florida State. We have one of the best recruiting classes in the country right now. I've heard this. I'm worried. You have, uh, you definitely have looked very good with uh, getting some recruitments that uh, want to bring the energy back to uh, Gatorland. Swamp. The swamp. Right. Yes, I gotta get. That's correct. Um, but they've also been, they've also been kind of fun to watch. They've been infuriating but fun. But also, they've been a solid like spoiler. Like they were beating the un, you know the undefeated, the most one of the better undefeated teams in the country last night for most of the game, and then like they beat Tennessee earlier in the year. So like they they're they're a spoiler team. They're kind of like what I want. They're kind of like what I wish the Patriots would be this year if draft picks didn't matter. Yes, like, all right. Like beat, like beat the Eagles just so that like in in February we just have to go off of well they would have been this if they didn't take that loss to the. The three and fourteen Patriots. <laughs> yeah, well, at least losing to your in-state rival and the the Florida State Seminoles, who, like like you said, are are looking pretty strong. Uh, but it came down to that fourth quarter for you yesterday, and that's where Florida didn't score a single point, and you know Florida State put up a ten spot in the the final quarter, and that's that's basically where the how the game ended with uh with Florida State winning that game. But yeah. to have uh, so many teams undefeated is is unique to me. I, I got to say, I didn't expect uh, that this battle to be going on. And also, you have other teams that are surprising in the top 25. Arizona, the Wildcats, actually 15th ranked in the nation, a 9-3 record. And uh, they won pretty handily against their, their rival, Arizona State, yesterday. Uh, Notre Dame beating up on Stanford, uh, fighting Irish, not had a you know not fighting all the way this year as they've had some tough losses and uh, uh Louisville losing losing to Kentucky uh, I can only imagine that uh, where Cam is in Kentucky is going wilds with uh beating up on Louisville 38-31 so I know we don't uh, we'll talk more college football as we get further along but it's uh interesting to see and then uh, Oregon as well. I got to mention them. The Ducks beating up on Oregon State, thirty-one to seven. That's a big win right there in the uh, the Pac-12. So it, we'll see what Oregon and Washington. That game is going to be a barn burner for sure this year. Yeah, the Washington Washington State game was also really good yesterday. That was another one that I was watching. I didn't, you know, I I guess I didn't realize all these different games have n- names to them. Um, that was that was the Apple Bowl, apparently, from what I was uh, being told yesterday. Was... See, I used to care about that stuff when I was a kid. I just feel like it's, since it's all just a money grab nowadays, it's not quite as cool as it was when it was like the Iron Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. 
Well, well, those are bowl games that we'll be playing, but I guess these in these rival games. Uh, oh, the, oh, 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 oh! I yeah, they all have they all have names like the Texas Tech versus Texas. Uh, that game. Yeah, division division rival stuff. That yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, so they they all have uh, Red River Bowl, Red River game, I believe that is called uh, Missouri, yeah, formerly known as the Red, Red River Shootout. Yes, but that We're was not allowed to talk about guns anymore. So too controversial. Of course, tough that's times. a problem. <laughs> uh, Indiana has decided they wanted to fire their head coach. He is owed twenty point eight million dollars. This has been such a unique season of watching quarterbacks or uh, head coaches get fired that are owed a coach lot of money. Bios. Coach Bios is wild to me. I, uh, I just can't imagine being like, oh, we're sorry. We don't want you here anymore. But we already owe you a crap ton of money. So good luck. Uh, um, it's, it's, you know. I would, that would be to just get paid $75 million to not do anything is an incredible uh, you know, problem to have. Which is, I mean, what do you do there? Do you, do you, whatever you want for the rest of your life? That's that's true. <laughs> I I just don't know if you like. Okay, well, I, do I go back to coaching somewhere else, or do I not go back to coaching somewhere else? Uh, what do I do that's with my? A, you need to like. You need to want it so bad that you can't stop thinking of like. That you can't distract yourself enough to, to stop thinking about it. You know what I mean? Uh, another coach that was fired yesterday, Danny Gonzalez of New Mexico. Uh, he was an alma mater player. They thought highly of him. He went 11-32 and 32 as a head coach after a four-year stint. and um, <clears throat> Kind of a tough spot right there when you have to fire one of your alumnus uh, after he came in and... Uh, um, yeah, just four seasons and good luck, man. You're 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 now free agent as well as a head coach. So, um, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. And uh, that's what uh, NFL coaches are going to do here. Um, any any teams that you're uh, you've been in that you watched yesterday as well that uh, I didn't mention in the uh, the rundown there for college for college, yeah. No, just Michigan, Washington State, Florida, and. Uh... I don't remember. There was like another game that just like came on the channel when I stopped paying attention to the Washington State game, but I watched a little bit of the Sixers game yesterday too. Oh, you did watch that. the Sixers game. <clears throat> hmm? You, you which game did you watch? The 76ers? Sixers, Sixers Thunder. The Sixers, okay. Had to get my SGA fix in for the week. Wow. All right. All right. Uh any breaking news out of the NBA today? I'm kind of quickly looking at this. I haven't gotten any notifications or news yet today. So I was going to say, you've, I've it's heard still, your phone going off. It's, it's still only the first hour. Yeah, that's just fantasy updates. Oh, okay. Nothing, uh, nothing too interesting going on yet. But usually it's within the second hour when, it, when things start to pop off. So I know. That's why we gotta, we'll be looking forward to the second, uh, second hour because we still got to talk about some Bruins and... Uh, <clears throat> Um, uh, obviously we got to do our NFL picks for the week, which, uh, should be pretty fun and quick to go through. I, I there's some, uh, some games, uh, also NBA. I thought it was the strangest thing that I've ever seen to have a head coach grab a microphone in the middle of the game to ask the fans to start, stop booing a player. 
And this happened in um, with Greg Popovich the other night, uh, asking the fans to stop booing Kawhi Leonard. Um, I, I'll have yeah, the it's wild. Um, I I have the sound here. We're gonna listen to this, and uh, I've I've like I said, I've never heard or seen anything like this in NBA history. To you know, I I know Pop has a lot of um, respect around the league, but to do this is something else. So take a listen. Coming an average of 21, had that Monday, 80% from the line in the season. And Kawhi with eight points tonight, three of five from the floor. It is only three. Excuse me for a second. Pops Can on the mic. we stop all the boo and let these guys play? It's got all glass. It's not who we are. Knock off the boo. Pop telling the fans to lay off Kawhi Leonard. But that's not San Antonio. Well, I don't believe I've ever seen that. I've seen a number of college coaches motion to their crowds. The fans are going to be fans, I feel, Anthony. And to, to try to have, you know, 19,000 people stop booing for someone that left... Uh, Left you for more money in a different spot. It's it's unique. I I I don't know, you know, how you feel about this, but I think that was a, a little overstepping your boundary as a head coach. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really. I'm, I haven't really thought too much about it. I don't think it really matters to be <laughs> to be honest. He said, uh, it, "I was embarrassed for our city and our organization, and uh, because that's not who we are. That's not." how we've conducted ourselves for the last 25 years. It's the opposite of the way we've conducted ourselves, the way we've worked in the community. So, well, I get what he's saying though, too. It's like, you're bringing up the point that, you know, it's your former player that left you for more money, yada, yada. But it's like, that's also just part of the business. And it's not like he didn't leave without getting you a championship either. He was the finals MVP. Yes. So that, that's where like, I'm kind of with Popovich on this one where it's like, People just like to have something to complain about, and we're by, we're feeding into it by discussing it. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like it's a uh, it's not really. I don't, I don't. It's just fans being fans. It's just not usually a way that we've seen uh, people handle the situation. Like, would would this have the same controversy or discussion about it if he had just said it in a press conference after the game? It's the same thing. Yeah, that's. I mean. <clears throat> And we hear that all the time from coaches. Nobody seems to care. Popovich noted that the amount of hate currently in the world makes the fans' behavior even more disgraceful, not to mention serving to fuel Leonard's play, too, which is kind of a honest statement right there because he did start to go off after the— I mean, yeah, booing's going to uh, bring out the more competitive well, that, side yeah, of things. That, that doesn't help either. <laughs> That's I, I understand why he would do that for that reason alone. Because, you know, I, I certainly, you know, when you feel disrespected in a sport, you, you often come back harder um, and play better uh, because you, you want to prove something else to, you know, those people that are booing you or, or thinking less of you. So it, uh, it, that's one way to look at things for sure, as the, uh, the Clippers were able to win 109 to 102 in that game. Spurs, even though they're the number one pick, sitting at three and twelve, and uh, a shocking number here, Anthony, is they're one and eight at home, one and eight mm. at home for the San Antonio Spurs. It's, I mean, yeah, I'm not, 
I'm not holding out hope yet that they're going to go, you know, 82 and 0 because they have one Minyama. So yeah. it's it's going to be a slow burn, but they are they are going to be a scary team between him and uh, v- Vassell and uh, Soshan. That's that's going to be a scary team. And, then, and there's somebody else I'm missing that I don't even remember. That's so. certainly a good point. And <clears throat> Kawhi did go off for 26 points in that game. So whether that uh, the booing fueled him or if he's just that good of a player to score that many points is, uh, you know, and uh, Victor did score 22 in that point in that game. He's certainly um, going to be up for player uh, rookie of the year contention uh, with the way things are going. But there's still a long ways away in the NBA. And uh, again, I'm just rooting for the, uh, the Celtics to be able to uh, to get another victory today over the Atlanta Hawks, which, you know, I don't know much about the Hawks itself. They they've been a team that uh, has always been mediocre, I guess. Uh, eight and seven on the year, and you, yep, you know, never really been able to find that like last uh, piece of the puzzle. I guess is the way to put it. I mean, Trey Young has is certainly a, a talented player, um, but it just seems like they they make the playoffs. They they just can't make it past the first round. Yeah, I mean, they I, again, it, I think it's just come down to them having issues trying to find because they had the issue. I think they had like Clint Capella down there for a while. They He's still there. Him. He's, oh, okay. So they have him. Yep. It was John, jeez, uh, what was his name? John Ross, John something. But he was like the guy that was, he's like their power forward, like their stud power forward who they were trying to trade for like years. And then finally, now he's in Utah, but I don't know. Trey Young is like, Trey Young needs to be the number two on that team, which is tough for him to find because he is far and away the best player on that team right now. So, well, his paycheck shows it because he makes forty million dollars a year <laughs> with the Hawks. That's what I mean. So, unless unless you get somebody to make him the number two, it doesn't feel like uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with them. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, as um. A player that I, I didn't know was still in the league, Patty Mills, at 35 years old, is uh, still making $6.8 million with the the Hawks. So well, he, he just signed, I believe, recently because he was playing overseas at the beginning of the, like two weeks ago. Okay. I did like a weird like deep dive last night when I noticed that he was back, and then I was like, well, where did he... I feel like he's been out of the league for like four years. So when I saw that, I was like, that's interesting. Very interesting, and... Uh, uh, We'll see, because uh, obviously Trey Young has got 26 points per game, so that's a, a high amount of points for sure. And uh, we'll see what he can do. Uh, well, I mean, the Celtics seem to have handled the uh, the Hawks pretty well over the past number of years, but anything can happen, obviously. And uh, um, time will tell at 6 o'clock, because uh, obviously I think we're going to need a distraction after uh, 4 o'clock today to see uh, what's going to happen here. With uh, the the South or the the Patriots and the Giants, so uh, it is unfortunately the top of the hour. So we do have to take our quick little station identification break here. You're listening to Off the Mark Sports here on ninety five point three WMNH. You're listening to WMNH ninety five point three Manchester.
I think the computer was a little sleepy this morning on this Sunday morning. Welcome to hour number two of Off The Mark Sports here. Anthony D'Alessandro and Kyle Heavey joining you. And, uh, well, phone lines are open 603-250-6007 if anyone would like to call in and talk some sports and see what your uh, your thoughts are on uh, the Mac Jones or uh, Bailey Zappi. And I don't know if we've uh, gotten any updates here on who the... Uh, who they're looking at starting for the quarterback today. Have you seen anything so far? No. Throw the janitor out there. Throw the janitor. <laughs> uh, there's actually some, uh, yeah, probably some a lot of janitors in New York City. So there's a potential for that for sure. But um, another team that uh, we, I've been watching uh, a lot lately, and they're going through a little bit of struggles here, is uh, the Boston Bruins with a two-game losing streak right now and it seems like their uh their venom to deal with this year has been the detroit red wings who were able to win five to two on friday and then a seven to four loss to the new york rangers yesterday so to know that they've been outscored by a combined 12 to 6 uh is wild to me obviously this bruins are still 14 3 and 3 with 30 one points overall, but to know that two of their three losses have come to the the Detroit Red Wings, and then you got the uh, the Rangers who have now jumped ahead of the Bruins for the best team in the NHL. Obviously, like you said, it's early in the season, but uh, just didn't expect the resurgence from the New York Rangers. Yeah, well, that was who we played last night, right? That was a that was yeah. a tough game. Jonathan a of, Quick. A lot of goals scored. <laughs> Jonathan Quick scored. coming back and uh, showing I where... I can't he's... believe I'm hearing that name. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's why that's I just didn't expect seven goals to be put up on the Bruins. And I thought our uh, our, our best part of this team was our goaltending. And uh, it wasn't last night at all. And uh hate to say it, but boy, it's not... Uh, yeah, you know, hopefully no injuries or anything like that, and just the Rangers just being out physical. Also, the Bruins were playing on back-to-back on a Thanksgiving holiday weekend. I, I guess put a little bit of uh, blame on that, but um, it's just not the not the game I was hoping to see. Uh, an early game yesterday, and Allmark giving up all seven goals is is wild to me because he. Yeah, why do you leave him in? I that's where I was questioning. Uh, I guess it, it was the second game, second day on a back-to-back, and uh, day games are kind of a tough spot as well. You, you don't expect to be playing at one o'clock in the afternoon after playing most of your days uh, at seven o'clock at night. But uh, same thing went for the Rangers though, and they scored seven goals. So fair, uh, stern but fair. I like it. It's uh, I don't have an excuse for that. I know that Jim Montgomery really lit up the team. Uh, and we're not pleased about the way that uh, they had played. Well, rightfully so. And uh, hopefully the Bruins can fix things up as they will be playing in Columbus against the Blue Jackets on Monday. Tickets for that are $16. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, and then you got Florida and Ottawa. Their tickets are $10. But, yeah, the uh, it's it's been a weird thing to see the Bruins just struggling against uh, you know, tra- traditional six teams, and watch out! It's it's. Uh, I'm glad to see Jake DeBrus getting another goal the other night, and uh, Danton Heinen as well scoring. But 
uh, I don't just, it's been silent from uh, a lot of the, the bigger guys and uh, hopefully uh, it's just, uh, you know, the trip to fan kick again and there's nothing really to worry about overall mm-hmm. in the, uh, in the NHL with the Bruins. Yeah, we'll see. At least um, they're fun to watch. We need at least half the teams are fun to watch right now. Jacob Truba, captain for the New York Rangers, fined $5,000 for a high-sticking infraction on Trent Frederick yesterday. So uh, I think that as a captain of the team, you you probably can afford $5,000. But um, in hockey, though, hockey, true. That's that is it's uh, the maximum allowed under the NHL's collective bargaining agreement. So actually, that's a pretty high uh, uh, fine for a high-sticking. Um, and, uh, obviously Trent Frederick is a little bit of a, of a bully out there in some ways. And, um, they were pushing and shoving after the whistle and, um, Truba ultimately used a stick to swing in Frederick's direction, connecting with the side of his face. So, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's, it's not really that, uh, that very nice. And Frederick obviously went down in some pain. Um, but again, it overall, the Rangers are still able to do that. Uh, good morning to Kyle Clayton in the Facebook Live. I appreciate uh, that the the high, you know, respectful thing of you're my captain. Um, I don't know if you're referring to Robert Robin Williams there or what's going on, but uh, well, either way, good morning to you. Um, and uh, yeah, Bruins. I I haven't really gone down to any of their games so far. I've actually had some people surprised that I haven't gone down to any games so far, but. At the same time, like we just said, the tickets are uh, really expensive. Uh, no one was yeah, expecting them to be so good still. Uh, David Postark still leads the team with 31 points, 18 assists, and 13 goals uh, for the team overall, scoring 3.4 goals a game, which is quite a bit. And, uh, well, except for the last two nights, uh, only been allowing 2.5 goals per game. Uh, power play needs to be a little bit better, 22%. Um, on the power play on scoring, but the penalty kill has been doing pretty well with 88.2. Um, so I don't think there's anything to worry about. I think at this rate, uh, barring any craziness that happens, we're going to be expecting a, another trip to the playoffs in due time. But uh, that's way too far away to think about. And I'm okay without thinking that much, Anthony, into that. Yeah, no, I'm not going to look too... Again, I'm not worrying about these teams too early in the year. You know what happens. Yeah, it's it, you're going to you know be up for uh, for sad sadness if you uh, if you look too far in, into the the future of that. Um, so uh, in uh, in wrestling news, for those uh, apparently uh, CM Punk um, is returned for Survivor Series last night for any sort of wrestling thing. I. Obviously, I'm not watching it too much, but he has, he left the company in 2014, and has uh has made his return in his hometown of Chicago last night, which was to a uh, very loud um, ovation last night. So for wrestling fans, that's that's a big now big name to come back. Um, uh, uh, you know, I, I got to throw in some other fun news for you. Uh, a Saudi Arabian prince uh, for Heavy's Heavies here. I've thrown some of oh, these. Out. I haven't thrown some of these out in some time. Um, a Saudi Arabian prince. It must be nice to be a prince with having this much money. Um, reportedly purchased tickets on a uh, a jet, a, a big 747, 757. It's a big jet. Um sure. 
fly Dubai. Um, uh, and he apparently transported 80 Falcons on a passenger jets. Um, apparently he bought 80 different tickets for his Falcons to sit. Um, that's, I, I can imagine buying 80. I don't think I've bought 80 tickets in my life. Um, never mind doing it in one flight for, uh, my, yeah, my I, Falcons, my Falcons. You never know what you're going to get when news comes out of that, that side of the planet. I, apparently it must be nice to, uh, uh, that they can have, uh, all the money to be able to just bring your Falcons with you on your trip to, uh, um, oof. All right. A New Zealand woman traveling to Australia was fined for entering the country with a chicken sandwich. That's right. Uh, the New New Zealand Herald reported on Tuesday that June Armstrong, 77, flew from Christchurch in the South Island of New Zealand to Brisbane, and she did not report her the food that she had, was bringing into the country and was fined. $1,995 for bringing an uneaten sandwich into Australia. <laughs> yes. Uh, apparently, Australia is very strict about uh, making sure that you don't bring um, uh, things that aren't native to your country without uh, actually listing it. And uh, on the because I, I don't know if you've flown over overseas, but you have to list all the things that you have with you. And she did not list her uneaten sandwich, uh, chicken sandwich into Australia and was fined um, $1,995. That's uh, crazy. Watch out now. That's, uh, um, yeah. Uh, Anthony, I know that you uh, yes. I, you never really were too much into uh, smoking cigarettes. Is that correct? For the most part. I went through my phase of it. Um, a Japanese company gives non-smoking employees six extra days off every year. Uh, apparently, they claim that they uh, the, the smoking breaks take about 15 minutes daily, and for those non-smokers who don't go out to smoke, they deserve six extra days off throughout the year. While the smokers did not get those extra days off, so uh, amazing to think that as that is pretty sweet that that would I would I would be fine with uh, six extra days off. Um, yeah, that'd be nice. I just something to think about uh, if you ever want that. Um, yeah, just move to Japan. That's it. It's I I don't I would be way too tall. <laughs> yeah, you'd be a you'd be an exhibit before you would need to worry about days off. I just don't think that I would uh, be able to do that pretty well. Um, I, Sony uh, will face an eight billion dollar lawsuit for allegedly overcharging PlayStation customers in the United Kingdom. That's I mean, I don't know if you're you're a PlayStation guy at this point, Anthony, or if you're a uh, Xbox guy. They both get my money. They both get your money. Okay. Um, I just know that place. Uh, Sony is uh, owed a little bit of money um, to uh, to things. That's the fun of them just automatically being able to pull things out of your bank account whenever they want. Yeah, I, I don't. We don't have that. Uh, same thing with Ferrari. Uh, apparently, they are looking to make carbon-neutral cars by 2030. Uh, that scares me in a little bit because if you're in a car accident, that uh, you got to make sure that that is, uh, um, that is good because uh, that could be a really big uh, explosion. Yeah, uh, there's got to be some 
thing around that just because yeah that that would be insane if a if a if a fender bender caused like a four cars to explode because they were in the vicinity i mean there was also obviously a scare this week in uh, niagara falls with a uh, a bentley that exploded uh crossing the rainbow bridge from uh canada into the united Ooh. states and um, Old school gangster work right there. Well, I, something says that the I Bentley think Bentley doesn't just explode. No, a car doesn't generally <laughs> explode. That's that's actually true. Especially one that you know is surrounded with, uh, you know, people with money. Yes, that's. It, I I obviously don't have a Bentley. Um, don't plan to have a Bentley anytime soon. No. But uh, time will tell. Maybe something will change, and I'll go play Powerball this week and see what happens with that. Uh, but it started way. It wouldn't, you know, unless you're messing around with some serious, uh, you know, groups of people. Um, not- and I, I obviously we got in our got to get in our picks and stuff like that. But the story that I wanted to bring up to you, Anthony, uh, I don't know if you've had a hangover anytime recently. It's obviously not fun to have. Um, I, I, I'm not a, you know, you drink some water, drink some, eat some bad food, and hopefully get rid of the hangover in due time. But a man in uh, uh, had this the gentleman. I let me try to click on the right thing. Um, man had a hangover for four weeks, and uh, I'm trying to get the the. I, unfortunately, the uh, I have an ad that's on here, so it's uh, it's not working for me as fast as I wanted to do. But did he stop drinking at any point during that time? Uh, he had a neurological issue in his brain that uh, had to go in and get it relieved to finally get the pressure from the hangover out of his system because of the uh, the amount of apparently he was on a uh, a, a weekend binge and it wasn't very good uh, for him. But uh, uh, yeah, a four week long hangover. Uh, 37-year-old Scottish man had the genius idea of drinking 60 pints of beer in four days. Oh, I don't feel bad. Um, he had blurred vision, and uh, he went to multiple doctor's examinations, did a CT scan, but they still had no idea what was going on with him. Eventually, he confessed about four weeks ago he drank, again, 60 pints of beer in four days. Um, that sounds excessive. I don't know, man. That sounds excessive. <laughs> I'm just trying to do the math. Uh, obviously, that's a lot of trips to the bathroom in a lot of ways, too. Oh, my God. Um, so, yes, uh, my heavies, heavies for the day. Do not drink uh, 60 pints of beer in four days. It will not get you uh, to be where you want to be. Um, I'm trying to. I mean, I haven't seen any really breaking news as of late, but we got to get our picks. Um, going here as uh, we're running out of time in the show in some ways, and it, sometimes we we get a little uh, we have some issues with uh, making our picks. So um, if you're ready, There's only two picks being made today, so we should blow through this. We that's true. So we'll get things going. If you're ready, I'm ready, and uh, I'll press this button and and get things going here. For what are we at? Week 13 of the NFL season here. Uh, something like that. All right, Jaguars Texans. I love this game, honestly. Like I said, I was in the in week hour number one. I I saw this and then, um, it's actually week twelve. I was I'm jumping ahead of myself. Um, 
Obviously, we had some games on Thanksgiving, including the uh, Green Bay Packers and Detroit Lions. We were wrong in that game. We all picked the Lions. It was the Packers that won 29-22 with a heck of a game from Mr. Love doing it and doing it well. Yeah, um, who expected that? I definitely had that uh, very wrong. And, uh, well, there's a reason why the Packers are all laughing at the rest of the country and are enjoying their time. But Jordan Love, man, good job with you throwing three touchdowns, 268 yards, and I will see if that's his coming out party. Um, but in today's game, you obviously want me to, to answer that. Yep. I am. It's being played where again? It's is it in uh, Jackson? Houston, NRG it's, Stadium. It is in Houston. Tickets are going for $53 in this game. This is going to be decide the AFC South. I've enjoyed so the. What is your pick? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it up. Uh, Damian Pierce most likely will be playing in this game if that's a factor. Uh, I've enjoyed what Trevor Lawrence has been able to do with his passing. I'm going to go with the Jaguars in this. I'm taking the Texans. Whoa. All right. We're starting off on opposite sides of the table already. This is good. Um, all right. Next up, we got the Panthers and the Titans. Real. Uh, there's a lot of games at 1 o'clock that are going to get lost behind this Jackson. Like. Today's slate is actually incredible with the way that they're burying the terrible games. And then by 4 o'clock, we'll have all the fun games. And then by 8 o'clock, actually, that'll be a fun game, too. But anyway. Panthers and the Titans. In Nashville. $22 tickets for this game. Uh, I, I think Mike Vrabel can get them to win. I feel like there's... They're, boy, I it's gonna be like you said. Oh, it's one and nine Carolina versus three and seven Tennessee. This is again a really bad one. Adam Thielen, though, hell of a year for him. Um, but again, I am gonna go put it in as the Titans are gonna win this game. Yeah, it's hard to pick the Panthers for anything right now. Um, the Bears are loving it. There's something about this game that makes me think that there's enough going on because they both have uh, quarterbacks that are supposed to be good but like kind of aren't. They both have a good wide receiver that if they are able to get them the ball will help them score points. Although the Titans do have the edge at running back. Ooh, uh, yeah, no, I got to take the Titans because Tractor Cito season has to kick in one of these weeks. (laughs) Third week in a row of picking it. So third time's a charm and Get ready for Derrick Henry to go off for 90-plus rushing yards today. Wow, which has been a, a little bit lower than what he's been. I mean, he's still doing a pretty good job this year. Um, yeah, he's been very mediocre, but as long as they can uh, keep uh, Brian Burns contained, I think uh, I think he'll have his I think he'll have his game. Either that, or if they just establish the run good enough, then they can just go back to DeAndre Hopkins. So. It really just comes down to coaching, which I think, again, they have the edge with Frabel. So, yep, I just completely talked myself into the Titans. It is going to be raining down there for this game, so you are probably right where it's going to be Ooh, a big Travis yeah. Henry game. Uh, Chuba yep, Hubbard is done. Field, big run game. Chuba Hubbard is not Derrick Henry. So. No. Well, 408, he's only got one touchdown in the year. Wow, that's that's impressive. Um, sorry, that's just. All right, next up, a little home cooking. Uh, a little how you doing. 
little Patriots Giants. Oh my goodness. In, in New Jersey. Tickets are still going for forty dollars for this game, which is oh. startling for me. It's the battle of Belichick in this game as uh, you know, defensive coordinator of the Giants and then won Super Bowls with both teams. Uh uh, the Patriots are favored in this game. That's the scary part. They're favored by four and a half. The over-under is 35.5. I'm going to take the under in this. I've, I don't want the Patriots to win, but they are going to win this game. I genuinely don't believe that. I think the Giants will still pull it off. I think if... I don't think we're as strong as we want to be on defense right now. And I think if DeVito can connect on a, a couple of balls after needing to get a break from Saquon Barkley tearing us apart, then uh, I feel like we always do really bad against these good running back teams. Am I wrong? No, we've, I mean, we've, we've had some games in the past. And like, did Josh Jacobs tear us apart a couple of weeks ago? I didn't do that bad. I was. I think that. Does that honestly? That's what I would use as a. Uh, let me see if I can pull that up real quick. Well, see what he got for. Well, as you uh, look this up, I'll go over the uh, the injury report. Says Jawan Bentley is questionable with this game. Uh, Trent Brown, it's a big, you know, questionable question mark there. Devontae Parker, well, where you been all season as it is? Because you're questionable for today's game. And uh, cards. <laughs> say it again. 77 yards. So, We've got okay. up against De week one DeAndre Swift, which doesn't count. Uh, Raheem Mostert, Devin Achan, uh, Brees Hall, Tony Pollard. Wow. Alvin Kamara. We've gone up against. It seems like running backs are part of the reason why we're losing so bad this year. At least we're playing against a lot of good running backs. Shut down Saquon. You'll get the game. And we'll see what it happens. It looks like the only wins that we have are against the Jets and the 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 Bills, right? So week three against the Jets, Brees Hall played like two snaps, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, Buffalo doesn't really have a running back. So we seem to only be winning against teams without solid running backs. So I think that will be part of the reason why uh, they beat us today. Again, I think it's probably going to be uh, the under. I think it'll be low scoring and it's going to be a big field goal game. But Oof, okay. Uh, Saquon does have 651 yards on the season with only just one touchdown. Uh, Graham Gano might be the star of this game. Oh, boy. Can't wait for 1 o'clock. Got to be a barn burner here. <clears throat> uh, all right. Ooh, this one. This game's been killing me this morning because I have both quarterbacks on my team, and I'm trying to figure out which one to play right now. Oof. This... It is the Steelers and the Bengals. Kenny Pickett versus Jake Browning. Man, from the word on the street is there was an absolute heated fight in the Steelers locker room this week where they all the stars are not happy with uh, the way that the team has been playing. And the Bengals... Well, Canada. So that's, that's where I think that all kind of went away as soon as they got the, the little bit of a reset. That's, that's all know, we can man. hope for because it's not, you know, I, I usually look at uh, Mike Tomlin and being able to uh, to make sure that his uh, players are ready to play. And uh, Deontay Johnson, Micah Fitzpatrick, they got into a very heated argument um, along with uh, Cameron Hayward and TJ Watt breaking it up. So those are some big guys to, to get in the way of that. But uh, the Bengals, I obviously they 
are very upset about losing their uh, Joe Burrow due to injury. I'm still enjoying Jamar Chase playing and being a hell of a receiver this year. Um, also pretty good. Yeah, that's why I'm a little player. Five and five Bengals. The Steelers are sneaky at six and four. It's in Cincinnati, though. Um, you got me on this one, man. It's, it's I, I, I see where your issue is. I would rather have the Bengals win, but I think the Steelers will win it. Yeah, I yeah, I think the Steelers are going to win. Um, I'm also just kind of buying in on the idea that the problem was the offensive coordinator and the way that they spread out the field. And uh, I don't know, it makes me worry that today's going to be a big Pat Fryermuth game after I just traded him. So oh, that's, we'll that's see. Now that he's back, that's certainly a big thing. Um, and the forecast is looking for rain in Cincinnati as well for this game. So, um, so again, Jalen Warren has been an absolute stud. So the fact that you can you can put a split back set out there with Najee Harris and J- Jalen Warren, and you should be honestly terrified of both. Not really, you know, Najee as much, but if he if he can get enough space and you know what I mean, he's still a very large running back, so he could still make moves if he wants to. And Jalen Warren has been incredible to watch. 129 yards rushing last week versus the Browns. And uh, as much as the Browns won 13 to 10, he still had a, a good amount of rushing yards. And uh, he's he's sneaky. He's coming out of nowhere. And for those that have him in, uh, in fantasy, that's a, a good back to have late in the season, trying to go for a... Um, he, he's had two consecutive games because he had 101 yards versus the Packers the week before. So um, watch out. Ride that train of Jalen Warren. Yes. Uh, all right. Uh, ooh, two more 1 o'clock games left. All right. The Buccaneers and the Colts, Baker Mayfield versus uh, Gardner Minshew. Baker Yikes. versus Gardner. All right. So this game, you're saying, is going to be in Indianapolis. Um, is, the, is the roof open or closed? It's got to be closed. The roof will be closed for this game for sure because it is rainy there as well. Uh, Which kind of levels the playing field for them. The Colts are favored by two and a half. I am... Wow, they both are Buccaneers. Uh, God, I think the Colts will win. I hate to do it. Um, the Colts are on a three-game losing streak. I like the oh, two-game winning streak. Excuse me. I just think Baker is a better quarterback than Minshew, which is saying a lot for me. I mean, the Bucks lost to the San Francisco 49ers last week, 27-14. Uh, obviously, I'm going to go with the Colts just because they've been on a bye uh, after their trip to Germany against the Patriots. So I'm thinking they're going to be well-rested and ready to go at home. Um, that's going to be a big help for sure. So that's... I that's, think that's, I'm going to take under 45 points, though. 45 seems high for this game. Yeah, I have. I see it as forty-four point five on uh, on on my odds, but uh, yeah, either way, I I I just don't see. I see a forty-two. I I I just. That's all right. This is another game that'll get lost at one o'clock. So who cares? Yeah, that's um, true. Next up is the Saints and the Falcons with a an, again another week of a battered uh, Derek Carr who 
maybe shouldn't be starting today, but still is going to be starting today. So, um, against the Falcons. So, Desmond Ritter, I believe, is back to being the starter for the Falcons, too. Um, obviously, they have the, the the names. They have the Drake Londons, the Bijan Robinsons, the Kyle Pitts's. Uh, will they do anything? Will that matter? Or will it just be like, uh, Derek Carr can't really throw the ball too much after the first quarter, so it just turns into an Alvin Kamara with, you know, 200 yards and four touchdowns game. Well, Kamara's had a... No, to expect that in this game. Kamara's had a little bit of a slow season. Chris Olave has, you know, I think that they... Well, they, they had a, they're coming off the bye, the Saints are. Um, the Falcons have lost three in a row, which makes me think that maybe they've, you know, gotten something together because they're a little... They're pretty healthy right now, but... You can never, you know, forget that a a buy is certainly helpful, and uh, the Saints lost twenty seven nineteen to the the Vikings last time. It seems like the Saints have been able to beat up on less than I. All the other wins have come against really bad opponents, um, so for that reason, I'm going to go with the Saints on this one. Um. I think I'm going to take over at 42, but I don't know, man. New Orleans favored by two and a half is what I'm seeing it. Or two. Yeah, I two. I got two. Yeah. So it's basically a pick em, which, again, divisional if game, Falcons though. Can get, if the Falcons can get 35% of those guys to mesh today, they should be better than the Saints. But. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Falcons. I think this is a big week for the Falcons. I think they're gonna, I think we're gonna they're gonna pick it up today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Falcons. Wow! All right, Falcons have uh, have given up more points than they've scored this year, um, the, which is wild. I, I, obviously, for a team that's four and six, uh, if they win this game, they'll lead the division. Um, kind of a weird spot to think that the the Falcons could get in the playoffs with the way that they've been playing late as of late. But time will tell. And it's, again, another 1 o'clock game that we look forward to. Yes. Um, next up, we got the beginning of the 4 o'clocks. The Browns and the Broncos, which actually, I don't know who's starting at quarterback today, but should be a fun game. That's, you got, you got a good question there. Of That's going to be a lot of orange on the field today for this game. You can yeah, say that. Much. Way too much. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of orange for sure. Um, I mean, I feel like it's almost... Depending on who plays, so if they have PGA Walker or DTR, I feel like with the way that the Browns' defense should be able to muffle the Broncos' offense, it should be pretty even on both sides of the ball with how much lesser at QB the Browns will be, but how much better they are on defense versus how much better the Broncos will be at QB versus how they would be on defense. Both teams, both teams are on a... Uh... Winning streaks. The Broncos have won four in a row. They went from one and five to now five and five, which is wild to me. Um, and now the Browns are have won the last three in a row, uh, and are their defense is exceptional. Uh, there are a little bit of possibility of some snowflakes in Mile High Stadium for this game today. Uh, I think, Ooh. yeah, that possibility. It, it's it's dry there. I was looking at the over on the 37 and a half, but if snow, if it's going to be cold and there's snow, is that? 
Game time temperature is 33 degrees. Obviously, Cleveland knows how to play in cold yeah, I was weather as say, well. It's Cleveland and Denver. That shouldn't yeah. matter. No, I, yeah, I'm taking the over on 37 and a half, but I think I'm taking the Broncos. Gosh, both. I'm gonna go with the Brown. I'm gonna go with the Browns. I think their defense can keep uh, um, Wilson, Russell Wilson at bay. Uh, Russell Wilson, though, 19 touchdowns, four interceptions. Whew. Wow. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Here well, I am. I think, I think I'm going to switch to the Browns. I I hate Russell Wilson. I hate Sean Payton, but I love the Broncos. But I also absolutely love this Browns defense. I think they're just going to be too good. And that's I think what... you see uh, Russell Wilson over on rushing yards today, though. Mm, all right. You go, well, he's he's going to be running for his life a number of times. So. Exactly. That's that's a very good point. Uh, all right. All right. Next well, up, the last four o'clock game, the L.A. Rams versus the Arizona Cardinals. Oh boy! Well, this as the news that I got this morning on this, which is huge, is Kyron Williams will be back from the IR for the. Why is that huge? Well, he's actually ran really well earlier this season. He's been he's been good. He's like the the Rams like third or fourth running back this year. Though. I know I, he's I gonna... hearing people say that like, oh, watch out, Kyron Williams is back. I mean, if he puts up two hundred today and two touchdowns, I'll I'll come back next week and apologize, as I am not familiar with his work. But well, he had four hundred fifty six yards and six touchdowns when he was out there. He was How there. How many games is that though? Uh, well, he's been out for the last five. Um. So, so he played like eight. So 400 yards over eight weeks. For And he didn't have the starter because there was Cam Akers that was a starter for week one. So what he was able to do in yeah, a short month. He's, he's pretty I don't Again, I don't I don't think he's game-changing this offense, though. Um, versus Arizona, 158 yards. Um, I'm trying to look at some stats here really quickly to kind of go. Arizona's defense has been pretty good. Kyler's been back. They do have... I mean, is James Conner starting today? He should be, right? Uh, he should be, yes. Uh, but I gotta say, the Cardinals, two and nine, they looked pretty good. Their last uh, last game that I watched of when they they took down uh, the Falcons, I believe it was. Uh, let me look at this. No, they beat Houston. No, it was the Falcons. Then they lost to Houston. The scouting report on James Conner today is that he should be an RB two for fantasy. Okay. He is second performance in week 11 after coming off the injured reserve, cleared the 60-yard mark, got integrated into the passing game last week. The Rams, despite having a top 10 pass defense, are simply mediocre against the run. Ranking 18th, this could open up some running lanes for Connor and give him a chance. So, mm. I mean, it really all comes down to, because I think Cooper Cup is, like, questionable today, so it's going to be relying a lot on Pukunakua. It's going to be relying a lot on the the all pro uh, back of Kyron Williams and uh, what else? What else do they got out there? Higby. Yeah, it, it's and it's, Matt Stafford has to stay upright and healthy throughout the whole game. So I think I'm going to lean. I think I'm going to lean on the Cardinals here. I think I'm going to take the Cardinals plus three. Rams are favored by three in this game, and uh, you know it's ooh Adam Schefter. Dun, dun, dun. I got the actives and inactives list. Oh, okay. It is. If my phone wants to load. Active today. Rashad White, Damian Pierce, Zay Jones, Devontae Parker, Darius Slayton. Man, these leagues are really putting on an all-star performance with the way that they're handling players with outside issues. 
Zay Jones coming back this season after spending like two or three weeks in court is <laughs> wild. Josh Giddy starting last night was wild. Meanwhile, MLB, nobody's talking about it, but they, they cut a they cut a, a small whiff of Wander Franco and he's not seen a field since. So Oof. remember that when you're talking about whose leagues are better. Yeah, yeah. Um Oh, inactives. Kendra Miller, Jimmy Graham, and Terrace Marshall. So not a not a ton of people out, but that I believe Kendra Miller is the running back on the Saints, right? Yes. Yeah. So I don't I mean that 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 gives most of the load to to Camaro, which means they're not going to be able to give him the ball every down, which means Carr is going to have to throw. So who knows? Maybe it's a if again, it feels like a big over forty-two game for sure. Okay. You never know when Rashid Shahid is going to go off with one hundred and sixty yards and two touchdowns. So I feel true. like they they have the most fun wide receiver core when they're able to just be like, that. Ah, nope, today's an Olave day. Nope, today's a Taysom Hill day. Nope, today's a Rashid Shahid who does nothing for like three weeks in a row and then all of a sudden has like an 80-yard touchdown that turns into like a 200-yard day. Uh, it's fun to watch. The Saints would be more fun if they didn't have Derek Carr. That's true. Uh, anyway, all right, moving on. So we're, what, you're on the Rams, I'm on the Cardinals? Yes, that's correct. All right, now we're into the 420 games. The Buffalo Bills and the Eagles. Mm. In... in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. Oh, so boy. The home, the, the home field advantage there is going to turn the Bills into a puddle. I... There's no way they get out of this game alive. <sighs> and I'm taking the Eagles minus three. I think they're covering that spread easy. Jalen has looked a little bit uh, gimpy. Uh, obviously, there's something wrong with his knee that they're not mentioning. Uh, they're mentioning, but he's playing through it, and He's still doing a heck of a job, and there's no reason why I don't think we would. Man, $186 for tickets for this game at the, the Lincoln Financial. Rain is in the forecast, so that could be a big swift day. Um, I'm going to go with the Eagles on this. Yeah, I think that uh, the the Bills are 1-3 and three on the road this year, while the Eagles are 4-0 at home. So, uh expect this just yeah i i think that what you said is pretty bright uh dallas goddard is out for the eagles that's a big loss at the tight end position but uh it seems like what aj brown and um and smith has been able to do this year is uh it, they'll make up for it for sure yeah they have they got plenty else going on on that team not too worried about it um all right next the last 420 game the Chiefs and the Raiders, little AFC West matchup. I think the Chiefs coming off that loss to the the Eagles kind of was a bummer for them, and because it's the divisional game, and it's the it's in Las Vegas. I give it that. That's going to be pretty good, um, but I don't think that uh, who's I don't even know who's quarterback right now for the uh, the Raiders. Off the top of your head, do you know who O'Connell's still slinging it? O'Connell's still slinging it. Yeah, I'll go with the Chiefs in this one. Yeah, that's not even a yeah, not even a question. Taking the Chiefs minus nine too. Um, Max Crosby doubtful for today's game. That's not a good sign. <laughs> oh God, yeah, I might even bump that lineup to like minus twelve and a half. Um, Eight o'clock game, little Sunday night football. Ravens against the Chargers. I think the Ravens came off that weird game. So this is going to be an interesting game where you're going to have to figure out if 
the Ravens can still be the Ravens without Mark Andrews. Is Lamar Jackson like more injured than he's than what's been let on the last week or so? Everybody's talking about that game against the Bengals and Joe Burrow going down, but I don't know if people are remembering that uh, Lamar got pretty banged up in that game too, and this is his first game back since then. So, should be very interesting to see if this is a which which would be good, which is really good for the Ravens because the Chargers are the perfect team to try and cut their teeth with because they have the good players. They just don't have what it takes to win, apparently. Okay. So I feel like that's a perfect... I'm taking the Ravens. I think it's going to be a... And again, if, if Lamar stays healthy throughout this entire game, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be an issue. I think they had enough uh, help with the, with the receivers where Mark Andrews' loss won't be, you know, detrimental. But it's going to be a big loss. Like, I think that, that officially levels the playing field for the playoffs, does it not? Uh, for the most part, yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. I, I would say if you're if you're putting up the the Ravens against the Chiefs, the the Chiefs have the tight end, the Ravens have the the, the receivers. Yeah, and they're both kind of wonky at running back. So it's like I didn't think the Chiefs had what it takes because of the missing holes on their offense, but now the the other team who I thought would take it is missing the same thing. So I, I'm like excited for the playoffs this year. It really could come down to like anybody in the AFC. It's so true. And uh, of course we say that now we're going to look like idiots in January when the, the, uh, the chiefs haven't lost a game in eight <laughs> weeks going into, you know, the AFC championship game. They know how to work it well. And uh, yeah, we, we run into the same problem every year where we go, I don't know about the chiefs this year. And then they go undefeated and then win the the super bowl. So yeah, I'm prepared for it, but I'm also just excited for maybe a fun, uh, playoff run this year where you don't know who's going to win. But I don't think we'll get that lucky. I, I, I don't know. think we so will. So what's your pick? Uh, I just don't trust Herbert anymore. Um, I like him, but Baltimore, I I mean, you got to remember, Baltimore just lost their big uh, tight end, which is an unfortunate thing with losing uh, Mark Andrews. But I still think that the... Uh, the Ravens will still be able to get there. They're eight, eight and three record. They're four and one on the road. The Chargers are two and three at home this year. Uh, I, I think that the the Ravens will will get this this victory tonight. Yes. Um, all right. Now for the Monday night game, we have the Bears and the Vikings, which feels like it could be more fun than it's being advertised. I just I don't really know. I, it's in Minneapolis. Um, I think the Dobbs story is starting to wear off a little bit more. Uh, he did well, not. People, people forget the Dobbs story had just worn off in Arizona before him. <laughs> yeah. So we we do need to prepare for this coming. Yes, I agree. Justin Jefferson unsure if he'll play on Monday Night Football. That's a huge storyline right there. As uh, is he healthy enough to be back, or is he not? Because he was able to uh, to come back as of today. His estimated return date was today from the IR, but he already has said that he is not going to play until he knows he's one hundred percent. To play in a Monday Night Football game on national television for everyone is a big reason to play. And um, I've enjoyed T.J. Hawkinson, Justin Fields. Uh, well, you know. I think a lot of people have given up on him in Chicago. 
Uh, they played a great game two weeks ago against the, the Lions, uh, 31-26 loss. Both teams coming off losses. I'm going to go with the Vikings in this, though. Uh, yeah. Vikings just lost at Denver, which is a tough place to play. And uh, the Denver defense is is seems to be playing pretty well. So there's that. So does the Bears, though, too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Deontay Foreman with the Vikings as well, but I'm taking under 44. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Deontay Foreman doubtful for this game, uh, running back for the Bears. So that's uh, that's a big loss right there as well. If he is not able to play, and yeah, just yeah, I, we got to make our pick, and that's uh, that's where we. Sh- I'm gonna stick it to it, and uh, and go with the Vikings at home. Although they have a really bad record at home this year. Um, seems like they get more excitement playing on the road because they're two and three at home. But yeah, yeah seriously, that's all right. Thursday night, Thursday night. Oh, so far away, but yes, so exciting. Um, who? Seahawks, Cowboys. Oh my good gosh! Well, you know, I gotta. The Cowboys have looked really good um, as of late. They uh, have definitely been able to shine pretty well, going four and one in the last five. They're only lost to their division rival in the Eagles. Uh, 40, they, they've scored, what, I think all their home games have been won by over 20 points this year, which is miraculous right there. They're 5-0 at home. And uh, the Seahawks, 6-5, and they just had a, a tough loss on uh, Thanksgiving Day to the uh, the 49ers, who obviously are uh, seems like they have everything rolling for them. I think the Cowboys will still roll in this game. Whether they win by 20 is a question mark, uh, a short turnaround, but uh, I'm still going to go with the Cowboys in this. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Cowboys. They just seem to be really heating up lately, so it's hard not to pick them. It, it's it's going to be played again in Arlington, Texas. This is, that roof doesn't open, does it? I, I forget if AT&T Stadium opens up or not, but... Um, I don't know. I, I no, I don't think it does. They just have giant windows that lets in a lot of air, a lot, a lot of light. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, that's uh, also, I mean, uh, Thursday football. I didn't really watch too much. Um, like I said, I was commentating uh, football in the morning. I made my nephew run a five k, um, and uh, yeah, the, to the surprise was the Packers winning twenty nine twenty two. The Commanders looked pretty good for a little bit, but Dak Prescott putting up 331 yards passing uh, were able to destroy the Commanders 45-10. to And then, yeah, the late game was the 49ers beating up on the Seahawks 31-13. to Brock Purdy, 209 yards. Christian McCaffrey, 114 yards. And uh, they seem to have a sensational defense with that Chase Young signing as that, that defensive line is strong. Yeah, that's still crazy. To, every time I see him on the sidelines during a 49ers game, I'm like, that's not fair. No, it really isn't. And but if they, if they really don't get a Super Bowl out of putting together this team before Purdy uh, requires money, <laughs> that's going to be really ugly. I'm, I have the same nightmares about the, uh, the Celtics all the time. Like, if we look back in, like, three or four years and we still haven't won a title with the teams that we've been able to put together, it's like, uh, I don't know. That would just be 
that would be tough. I'm I'm actually been there on the same boat as you. With what's going to happen with the uh, the Celtics if they are not able to bring a banner back to Boston? Um, like, what do they have? Three year window right now with Tatum, Brown, and Porzingis. Yeah. Where they will they all be under contract? And hopefully, I'm still a little annoyed and shocked that I, we haven't heard of a Drew Holiday extension yet. I feel like we gave up a lot with the intention that hey, like, uh, well, I guess it's also come out pretty. Uh, it's it, a lot of a lot has come out about that Drew Holiday trade and the fact that they never actually discussed anything with Drew Holiday first before trading him. So I would assume that he, uh, although that was that was for the first trade. So I would assume when he got traded from Portland to Boston, there was some sort of discussion that like, yeah, if I go there, I'm probably going to end up sign- like I don't know. I just feel like it's it's been. A little while now and we still haven't seen a uh extension yet and i'm getting a little worried because if we gave up two first round picks and robert williams for one year of drew holiday that's going to be an ugly look next year it's certainly been unique to see uh all these players that we traded away having injuries so far early in the season yeah, that's uh big brain big brain uh Oh my God! Why can't I even remember Brad? Big brain Brad. Big, big brain Brad. I like that. I have not you heard that before until now. So, um, one of uh, one of my friends brought up this scenario, um, and obviously, I feel like things might have changed over the last couple of weeks after watching how well him and Porzingis have meshed together. Yeah. But would you do a deal where you you trade Jalen Brown for like a Laurie Markkinen or a Pascal Siakam, just to get another like? Wow. Or like big body down in the paint. And I mean, Derek White, Drew Holiday, and Jason Tatum can still do everything up to. I don't know. It's the first time I've heard a, a trade involving Jalen Brown after seeing what we needed, where I've been like, you know, maybe a 27 year old Laurie Markkinen wouldn't be a bad addition. Or, you know, I think Siakam's a little bit older, but he's also like probably the exact player we need down low right now. I, I I like it. I like, you know, thinking outside of the box here for this. I just think that because we just gave Jalen Brown the biggest contract in NBA history, we're invested in him in the future here in Boston. Yeah, but that he, he could he could turn on us in two seconds and say that he wants out. So I don't think that's the... Well, hopefully you know he doesn't I mean. wear a fat suit um, and try to be someone that used to play for the Rockets. Um, well, that's the kind of league that we're turning into, though. So yeah. like, And especially with Jalen Brown being like the king of saying stupid stuff and like just I don't know he feels like a I don't know he spent too much time with Kanye which I, you know, <laughs> I love I love them both but like there's there's a little bit of that that shows where he just says a lot of dumb stuff a lot and like I could see that being a reason why that gets him out of town or something I don't know I don't know but I don't know I don't I'm not sure I would be too too opposed to um Maybe another big man, but I guess that doesn't help your shooting problem, then, does it? No, it doesn't, and that's kind of. Um, so yeah, I guess you kind of gotta work on one before you fix another. So. Uh, try to think. Oh, sources saying Jefferson unlikely for Monday Night Football now. Um, so that's that's out of Schefter that I'm seeing this. Um, I feel like he's kind of in the. Not necessarily in the Aaron Rodgers boat, but like, at what point is it not worth coming back? I mean, not that they've been the same team as the Jets in the way that they've like, you know, gone these last few weeks. Obviously, they've they've given him more of a reason to come back than 
Rodgers has a reason to come back. You know what I mean? So who knows? But what do you think? Uh, it's. I feel like he's become almost kind of like a prima donna in some ways. Um, yeah, it, obviously, I'm not injured. I I don't know what it's like to have a hamstring tear. Um, that he it was a tear. Uh, it it says he injured his right hamstring. I didn't think it was a. Te- I don't know if it was a tear. Um, uh, either way, that seems like an pretty important uh, muscle to keep intact for as sure. A wide receiver. So I don't know. I kind of also. I'm kind of lo- I'm 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 also okay with all of this because I'm kind of loving the idea that we might be going back into an era of diva wide receivers, which is what we grew up on and which is always a ton of fun. So when you got when you hear about guys like Justin Jefferson and you know even Jamar Chase earlier this year just talking about like the just throw me the ball I'm always open I'm always open kind of stuff like yeah I miss I miss the Terrell Owens Chad Johnson type of you know what I mean the Chad Johnson man whoof. Like that, those were the, that was the error right there. So like, you know, with Stefan Diggs doing whatever he's doing and, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to see that again. Um, going over some other things because we start to wind down the show. Aaron Rodgers, um, set to play in Green Bay next season, apparently from looking at the, uh, the, you know, plans for next year and the way things are going, um, the Jets and the Packers will be playing. That's going to be a heck of a game right there. Do you boo him or do you uh, do you you know cheer for him? That's going to be for, who? for Aaron Rodgers back in Lambeau. I mean, I think that's another thing where it's like he was there for so long. He's going to get booed, but it's going to be like a just because people want something to boo at. I mean, it's literally the exact same scenario as. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, except for they, they gave him every reason in the world to not want to be there. So if anything, they should be cheering him because it's the front office's fault that he left in the first place. It's yeah, it's true. But that's that's my take on that situation. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then also, what else am I seeing here? Uh, Crosby. I'm trying to remember all these things that we came up with when we were making our picks, so that I can put in separate plays on like running backs like Derrick Henry over 80 plus yards. I'm trying to remember what other ones. Who what what, what games are going to be raining today again? Uh the Cincinnati game, the Philadelphia game, the um the Tennessee game. So Philly, that's I needed DeAndre Swift's ticket. That's what I need. I got James Conner, Jalen Warren, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry and Tank Dell all over Tank Dell who's been playing really well. I've actually been very that's impressed what I with mean. that. It's hard not to I know uh, Noah Brown is out again today, but that that just means more balls are going to Tank Dell, and if they're not going to him, they're going to Nico Collins, and if they're not going to him, they're going. The Texans are fun. I'm just glad we're not good when the Texans are good. I just really want them. I want us to uh, to be able to play like that um, in due time because eh, um, in a couple of years, you know, that's true. I could see that. I'm just me. not gonna. I don't know. I think we just need to. To, to give in to the fact that it's our turn to be bad for a little while. Oh, man, it's just, we're not built for that, man. We're not built for that, that here. <laughs> um, I think it's just, I think it's just time to uh, get used to it. Uh, as we end the show, I do want to congratulate also to the Bedford Bulldogs. I know this uh, the station broadcasts into Bedford. They won the state championship 
football game in Division One, beating the Londonderry Lancers 28-8 yesterday. Uh, a well-rounded, uh, they, they often start off pretty uh, pretty rough. They uh, went three and out and the first uh, um, drive, and then had two interceptions later on, but they were able to figure things out. And they went down 8 nothing in the first quarter, and then were able to just, uh, just coast once they were able to figure out Londonderry's game plan. And um, great defense on that team, and congratulations to the Bulldogs. Uh, their third championship just this uh, this this fall, winning also boys soccer and uh, girls volleyball. So Bulldogs doing things well, and again, congratulations to the Memorial Crusaders for winning both the uh, the Rap City tr- uh, flag football girls game and the Turkey Bowl, beating the defending champion central little green uh by a score of 15 to nothing so um high school football is officially over for the state of new hampshire as it's been a uh, a long season for sure and uh we'll look forward to uh seeing more next year but congratulations to all the seniors and to the uh the winners including trinity uh again winning it here for division four summersworth for division three um pelham for division two and bedford for division one so uh, Anthony, anything that we missed that you wanted to mention before we uh, we we start heading for the the road and getting to our TVs? Um, no, I think that's it. I uh, really, it's just been kind of a quiet morning in some ways. That uh, nothing's uh, come up that uh, I want to. I've missed. Uh, I want to wish a congr- happy birthday to uh, Raven Blodgett. She is uh, celebrating a uh, a birthday today. A friend of mine. Uh, who uh, appreciates this show. So uh, thank you very much, Raven, for that. And I wish you a happy birthday. And uh, yeah, we got, I got to start adding in some more birthdays. I know there's uh, Trevor Story just had a birthday. And um, there's, I, I got to start looking into birthdays for the week to see who's... Uh, who's Raven and on this day. Yeah, on this day or, you know, fa- facts. I know that Theo Epstein was signed as a GM back in 20 years ago today. Um 28 years old he was the youngest uh, gm at the time and uh well that worked pretty well for boston for some time but uh yeah it's also the uh, you know the time of year of the kurt Schilling signing obviously so that's another thanksgiving thing that we'll always remember for sure but it's the end of the show here off the mark sports we'll be signing off thank you all very much for listening anthony thanks for joining in again and we'll uh, see what type of uh barn burner football we got for the one o'clock hour so I have the Patriots, you have the Giants. We'll see what else happens for the rest of the day. And good luck to all those in playing fantasy football today. But for Kyle Heavey and Anthony Alessandro, off the mark sports, signing off. Have a great day, everyone. Be safe, and we'll see you again soon.